Well, everybody, welcome back to another Tech Doctor podcast. I'm Robert, one of the Tech Doctors, and I believe, Allison, you are the other Tech Doctor. Is that not true? It is. The last time I checked, it was anyway. You, you still want me to be right? <laughs> Excellent. I do. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm, I've been transported to a land of sonic bliss. Just to give you an idea of, of how I feel about this product we're going to be talking about. Ooh, Sonic <laughs> Bliss, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And we happen to have another young man with us. I don't know if he's in Sonic Bliss or not, but David Woodbridge, welcome back to the podcast. I don't know about Sonic Bliss, but this is my first real good sounding speaker. So I'm very happy that I've now been able to get a really good speaker rather than all my cheap, nasty ones that I've got around the house at the moment. Well, I know you've got the Beats pills. They sound pretty good, but they're not HomePods. No. No, they're not. All right. So we've kind of let the cat out of the bag. Today, we're going to be talking all about the brand new HomePod that Apple has just delivered to us on Friday. And we all three have one. And Allison, I know you even unboxed yours in the public space of the internet. So what do you think of it so far? It's amazing. I've only had it for just just a little under two days. I unboxed it on iaccessibility.net. So check that out if you'd like. It's in binaural. I am just amazed. I you know, have been listening to some of the songs that I've played on here so far. I've been listening to my entire life and I'm hearing them just in a whole, a whole new way. I've been doing a lot of side-by-side comparisons with my Sonos because you and I, Robert, have been lucky enough to have a lot of the Sonos gear. I have just two um, Sonos ones, which are basically the the smallest of the speakers. But HomePod wins. I, I really, you know, I've played a lot of songs side by side. And while the Sonos has maybe just a little bit wider of a spectrum because of the placement of the two speakers, the clarity of the sound, the, um, the balance of instruments and voices, it, it wins on the HomePod for me. I am just completely amazed by how wonderful this thing is. I almost didn't get one. So I'm really glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I know you were really on the fence about it, but it seems like the more you read about it, the more excited you got when you heard what they were trying to do. And apparently the speaker has been under development for five or six years and they really wanted to produce a great sounding speaker. And that's what they did. But of course, they didn't know at the time they were developing that that there was going to be all this competition among the smart speakers. And so they had to position it, I think, as a music speaker that has some smarts built into it because you can communicate using uh, Siri, but it's not the same level of things that you can do with an Echo or a Google Home, but I don't think that was really the intention, honestly. No, I don't think so either. I know, David, you you have really played, I've played pretty extensively with the Echo and you've played pretty extensively with um, Echo and Google Home. And um, Siri is just, she's, he or she, depending on how you have to configure it, is just behind in that regard. It's the a really good music speaker because that's what it was designed to do. It's not designed to be a smart speaker, but on the sort of the smart speaker side of things, even though that, you know, it's not meant to be a smart speaker as such, I find it's a lot more responsive for my home kit devices now than what my iPhone or my Apple watch is. And I don't know if I'm just imagining things because it's a new toy, but it seems to respond a lot faster. And, and besides the fact that all my boys now can just wander out into the lounge room where the HomePod will eventually sit back because it's currently near my mixer because I'm still doing podcasts on it. But they love the fact that they can wander into a room and just say the magic word and then, you know, turn Lachlan's lamp on or off, Owen's lamp on or off. They can check the weather indoor and outdoor. Um, they can annoy their mum and turn the light off when she's trying to read something. So they love the fact that they can do this all via their voice. I mean, they've done it before with sort of other setups that I've got via the Echo and the Google Home, but it's really nice that they can do it via via the HomePod. So, you know, I mean, we're still uh, an Apple family, so it just fits right in with the rest of our gear anyway. And isn't it true that the Echo and the Google can sometimes be a little bit finicky depending on which which device you're using? You might have to say, tell so-and-so to turn the light off, tell Sensivo or tell 
tell Hugh to turn. It's a little, the, the, the syntax is a little less. Um, I find it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I find with the echo, you've got to be a lot more prescriptive. You've really mm-hmm. got to be almost dead on target about what you want to say. Yeah. Google Home's a little bit more forgiving. But um, you look, I mean, the the H-E-Y Siri function is works really nicely. I mean, I've only been using it like you asked and since Friday when I got it before the US because we're on the Southern Hemisphere, so we get a lot, a lot faster. But, I mean, I've been putting it through its paces dramatically over the last, what's it now, three days now, and it hasn't failed. Once or twice it, it, it got what I said incorrectly, but, I mean, that's true for any voice recognition system. It's not just Siri, so... Um, no, I'm I'm really having a really nice time. And like you were saying about the music before, I've been playing a lot of sort of folk-type music. And the fact that I can now get the proper vocals and then all the instrumental in the background and hear them individually almost properly, it's really nice to listen to music for a change like that. Yeah, the thing that's been amazing to me is that you can speak very softly using that Siri command Mm -hmm. and even if the music is extremely loud Mm -hmm. it will still obey the command or even if you're way on the other side of the room you can speak in a very low voice and it's been hearing me every time that that kind of amazes me I've been in another room and said, you know, told it to turn the volume up or stop or next track or something. And it's, and it's gotten it. There have been very, very few incidences where it's gotten something mm. wrong. It, it really is, is the, the microphones on this thing are just amazing. Mm. I have the Amazon lady built into my Sonos speakers. And sometimes she won't hear me properly, even if I'm in the next room with the bedroom door closed, whereas the HomePod hears me. I cranked mine up to 100% mm-hmm. when the boys were out, so I didn't annoy, annoy them. And it was great because I could hardly hear myself say the commands, whereas Siri picked it up straight away. And exactly. And the thing about the volume is it doesn't distort. So you've got it at 100%. And I know speakers can go louder than what, what the HomePod can do. Yeah. But it's nice that it's not distorted. It, um, everything's still balanced. And I've tried it in different rooms. I mean, I've got cathedral ceilings in my house. So I've got 12-foot ceilings. And some of the rooms sort of off the extensions type stuff, they're only sort of maybe eight, nine feet and they've still got cathedral ceilings. But it's nice because I get that real quality of music. And I think the first Mm -hmm. thing I said when I did a podcast on it was the fact that you really have to be in the same room with the HomePod to appreciate how good the sound is because you can't tell over a podcast or somebody recording it. You just get that richness of sound if you're in the same room, is it? Yeah, it's just it's just incredible. I mean, it, it really is. Renee Ritchie from iMore said it's like retina for your ears. And although I've never seen a retina screen, I, I imagine what he's talking about when he says it is that just this crispness and clarity and fullness of sound. And I just can't wait. I know I'll be getting a second one when we're able to, when AirPlay 2 comes out and we're able to pair them together. Yeah. I mean, look, look, look I just find, I mean, I said, look, if you ever go to a concert um, and let's say it's a, it's a pianist and you're listening to the piano, there is no comparison between a pianist playing in a concert with proper acoustics going on versus listening to it on a, a CD or, or wherever else. I mean, you just get that complete ambient full sound spinning right around you mm-hmm. where you don't get that if you just listen to a speaker. And the, and the other thing about that too is that no matter where you are in the room, <clears throat> you get the same quality of listening to it. So you, know, you don't hit any sweet spot because there's no sweet spot. It's filling up the room completely with right. the 3D audio soundscape. And I don't know if it's just me being wishful, but I find that the more I'm listening to it, the better it sounds. It's like it's learning the space that I'm in. It's nice that it's working that way. A lot of times you get a product and you think it sounds great the first couple of days and then not as great. So it's nice to hear that you feel like it's getting better. You're enjoying it more. I really am. I mean, I just, you know, I'll, I'll sing a little snatch of a song, you know, just randomly. And then I'll just, you know, whereas on the, on the Sonos, I would think, Oh, does Amazon have this or how's it going to sound? Whereas with this, I'm just like, play this. And I just, and I just hear it again in a whole nother mm. way. It's, it's mm-hmm. changing. It's changing. Actually, I interact with music. It was funny, Robert. I didn't realize that the home pub was round. For some odd reason, I just thought it was going to be a square type speaker. Me too. Yeah, me too. I did not know it was going to be round. No, because everybody was talking about it. Nobody really described it. No. No, I was very surprised and kind of delighted when I took it out of the box and it was round. 
Yeah. And, and, and did you appreciate the box that when you actually got inside the box? And by the way, listeners, the um, the shipping box is tailor-made to the internal box. And then the box that the HomePod's actually in, it's got that lid, of course, that Apple does where you hold the lid and it slides the unit out so you can appreciate the anticipation. But, yeah, um, I was just, I thought, oh, my God, it's round. It was also quite heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to my other speakers, but I just thought, oh, it's round. So for people that don't know, it's about, in your guys' measurement, seven inches high, six inches in diameter. And if I pick it up, because I've got it right here next to me, you've got a sort of an indented round rubber footprint on the bottom so it doesn't slide off surfaces. Um, at the back, keeping in mind this is a round thing, but it's facing away from me, you've got a fixed fabric cord. And then around the sides of it, if I do this, You've got a, a fabric mesh, 3D mesh that the speaker pushes the sound through. And at the top, the whole surface is a touch surface. So I touch it. Currently it says play because I've got voiceover running. And um, it works really nicely. But it was just so intu- intuitive setting it up initially with the pop-up. Um, but, yeah, look, it's just a, a really nice fabric speaker. It just feels really nice when you touch it. And you would never think to see it that it would produce as big of a sound as it does. And yes, setup. It was the easiest smart speaker setup I've ever I've ever done. Because sometimes Sonos can be a little finicky. Um, any Echoes or Google Homes, you know, seems like they've had little hiccups here and there finding the Wi-Fi. And this just copied everything over from your from your iPhone, and it was a breeze. Yeah, yeah. Just to check out, does the does the Sonos actually have a talking interface itself on the speaker, or do you have, do you have to do the whole thing via the app? So the Sonos One speakers, the new speakers that I have, they actually have Amazon Alexa built into them. So you can um, play things from TuneIn. You can play things um, from, of course, Amazon Music. I think there's maybe Spotify integration, but I don't have Spotify. So there are Mm -hmm. some things that you can do to talk to it. But for example, you can only set the volume in increments of 10%. Um, you know, you can set the volume to one through 10. Um, and I don't like that because there's times where I want the volume at 15%. So if I want to do that, I have to go into the app and set it. Mm. Whereas I can tell Siri to set the volume to whatever percentage I please. Right. You know, yeah. Does, does it actually have a touch surface though on it, like a panel to drive the speaker itself? It has a touch surface that allows you to tap for play and swipe up and down-ish for... <laughs> Volume. I don't find it to be as reli- very reliable at all. I didn't really like it. I liked the touch uh, controls on the Google Home because it was very easy. You just did one tap for play and pause and mm. did a circle for volume. But I like the touch controls on the HomePod best because it just it just kind of it operates exactly as you would expect. Mm. So, so I'm, I'm assuming then that HomePod is still really the only smart speaker that by itself has a, has a talking interface on the touch surface. Yes, that has an actual, that has a screen reader mm. built into it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think oh. we were all surprised when we had it set up from our phone and it automatically turned on voiceover. On. I was like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, the touch surface on the top of the HomePod is voiceover compatible is what we're saying and it works really well it's simple there's not much there when when you're uh, not playing something all you have is a big play button but when you start playing something you have a volume down on the left volume up on the right and a pause button yep you can do a a double tap and hold to invoke siri manually okay Mm. yeah yep and, and then you've got the when you've got the when you've got the music playing and you you're in focus with the pause button. If you do a one finger triple tap, of course that's next track. And if you do a one finger quad tap four times, oh right, that's the that's the previous track. And yeah, I just did a, a podcast, I haven't posted it yet, but um, on using the HomePod as a speakerphone. Tell us about using it as a speakerphone. So what so what happens is you so you initiate the phone call from your phone so you don't do it from the HomePod. So you make a phone call or receive a phone call, and then when you've got the keypad on the screen, you hide the keypad with the hide button down the bottom, and then you've got you know contacts at call. And then one of the options is audio button. If you tap on the audio button, it then brings up your AirPlay capable speakers that you can send the um, audio out to. 
So you tap on your HomePod, whatever you've called it, and then that sends the whole phone call out to the HomePod so you can then hear and speak with the HomePod. So you can literally just turn off your iPhone and keep talking on your HomePod. The other really cool thing that I noticed when I did the podcast was that if you're using an automated system where, you know, you press one, two, and three, and so on, what happens is the audio for the phone call, so you talking to them via the mic and then them speaking back to you via the speaker on the HomePod, the actual keypad uh, on your iPhone stays locally with VoiceOver. So you originally, so you end up with two sources. You've got your VoiceOver using your keypad on your iPhone, and then you can hear the automated system on the HomePod. So you're not having that Ooh. issue there. You think, God, I wish this automated system would just shut up so I can listen to what VoiceOver is saying to me. You don't have that issue because, as we all know, when you go out to an AirPlay speaker, a voiceover always stays local to the device and that's exactly what happens when you're using it as a speakerphone. And then when you finish talking, you can either do your two-finger magic, double tap on your iPhone, or there's an actual hang-up button on the top of the HomePod and you just double tap it and it stops the call. Wow. That's going to be really nice for us because we like to talk to our son who now lives in New York and we'll be able to hear everybody sharing it all through the HomePod. That'll be nice. Hmm. No, it works really nicely. Wow, that's a nice feature that I hadn't explored at all. Did you explore what happens if you receive a phone call? Can you answer it straight on the HomePod? No. Or? No. 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 So all, all the control over the, over the call is done via your iPhone. Okay. Then whether you receive or make a phone call, you're still going to you know, hide your keypad, go to the audio button and choose the HomePod. Okay. No, that's the first thing I thought, oh, this is going to be great. When I get an incoming phone call, it's going to do a handoff to the HomePod if it's available and I can double tap on it, but not, not quite yet. Um, and, and I keep saying to people, look, this is, you know, effectively this is a 1.0 release of mm-hmm. the product. So who knows what's going to happen in the future. Having the A8 chip inside it, this thing's extremely powerful and, you know, the hardware is there. All they have to do is just update the software to put more and more features in. Yeah, it's got room to grow. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing that is really encouraging to me about it is I think since they nailed it so well on the hardware, I think we'll have good quality hardware for a long time. I don't think there'll be a new hardware HomePod 2 in three months. I hope not. I'll cry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But no, I just got one of those already. I don't want another one. I mean, a brand new one. Yes, no. But there'll be a lot being done in the software. Yeah. Exactly. And look, the, the other thing I, I, I like about it is it'll have automatic updates. So you won't have to if you don't want to. You won't have to go in and, you know, try and find out what the updates are as long as it's got connectivity. Yeah. It'll do it. Well, one thing I should say, though, that's happened a few times to me over the last two or three days is because this thing is dependent upon your iOS device that you use to set it up being on your same network and available. And a few times when I've sent, tried to send an iMessage via the HomePod because it does go via your iPhone, a few times it's popped up and said, your iOS device that you use got the HomePod is not currently connected. Hmm. And it's like, well, as far as I know, I'm, I'm connected. It's only happened a few times. It's, it's mainly happened when I've gone out of the house and come back in again. Oh. Don't know where it hasn't handshaked properly or something's happened. That's the only time it happened. And then once it said... When I asked it what the weather was, it said, oh, no, you need to go into the home app and, you know, turn on location so we know where you are. And I thought, well, I've already done that already. So a few times, that's only, that's only happened once. And the, like I said, the iOS issue about your device not being connected has happened a few times. But like mm-hmm. I said, again, it's when I've gone out and come back in again. And just to clarify that for everyone, that's only done so that the HomePod can work with your particular uh, Apple ID in doing things like sending messages. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's right. And, and keep also keep in mind that you can also do reminders. You can also do notes. Now, I haven't <laughs> – what I want to do is to, I want to see how long you can talk for the notes to get recorded. So I'm planning to do a very, very long uh, notes. Down, uh, I'm not going to do a podcast on it, but wouldn't it be nice to know if you could actually sit there and talk for at least five minutes to see how long the note was. I think that'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder about that. I wonder if there's a limit. That'll be interesting to find out. So how did you solve this problem when it said your iOS device 
doesn't seem to be connected. I just tried it two or three times, and then it just came back and said, oh, yeah, we'll send you a message. Okay. Uh, so, so that was fine. And look, I must say the – and again, I don't know if it's this thing about the shiny new toy syndrome, but um, the voice dictation, the accuracy was bang on target. Mm-hmm. And I don't know but sometimes I'm holding my iPhone too far away from where I'm talking or I mumble too, too much sometimes, but – the HomePod's accuracy seems to be really good. I just find because of those six microphones, and I'm, I'm assuming Siri may use all of them um, to listen to you, it works really nicely. I think it'd be really cool if they had some sort of audio function because I can remember having a microwave that talked that it had a little memo function where you could leave messages for the rest of your family hmm. and the, the little light would flash on the microwave to let people know there's a message standing by. Oh, uh, wouldn't it be cool if you could, you know, could, when you're wandering out of the house, you could say, you know, by the way, you know, feed my guide dog when you come home because I'm going to be home late. And when the person comes home, they just see a little light gently flashing on the, the top of the home pod and they just, you know, say, hey, Siri, oops, activate. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, you know, read the read my last message and then you get an audio message from the rest of your family. That'd be pretty cool. That would be. That would be. Yeah, I haven't experienced the problems that you have, but I haven't done a lot with messaging mostly i've just been caught up in listening to music and i do have a complete sonos system in my living room i have two of the play five speakers i have a play bar and i have a subwoofer so i've been comparing the HomePod to all these sonos speakers and of course with that many speakers the sonos should sound quite a bit better and it does to my ears sound a little bit better than the home pod but to be honest if there had been a home pod prior to the sonos i don't think i would have bothered to purchase a sonos because they sound that close and and i do think the sonos is is, is a bit better with all the speakers but wow it's it's just that amazing that Apple put all of that technology into one speaker. Cause yeah, I only have the little ones, the play, the, the ones, the smallest version. And yeah, the, the home pod is markedly better. An audio file was, was um, somehow examining. I don't know if they were examining the physical internals or just getting a blueprint of what the internals of the home pod were. And they said that audio files would have to spend $35,000 to replicate this setup, but that Apple has put it into a $350 speaker, which is amazing. When you think about it, I mean, each each tweeter in it has, has, has got its own individual amplifier. Mm-hmm. It's listening to the ambient echo in the room to adjust the you know the spatial three D sound. Because that was quite funny. I remember when it, when um, I think Ima was talking about it. Everybody was saying, "Oh, it doesn't play stereo sound because the other in the home pod can't do stereos." And everybody kept saying, "No, no, but but this thing actually does what's called three D audio sound for the whole room." Mm-hmm which means you don't need stereo sound because this is a 3D audio experience. And I just don't think people could pick that up very well, that, you know, this speaker sounds just as good as my stereo system out in the lounge room. And the fact that I can really listen to the music, and I, as far as I'm concerned, the 3D audio um, beats stereo hands down anyway. Oh, I agree. And it really is something, though, that you, you can't fully appreciate until you hear it. No, that's right. And look, I've been, I mean, a few people have asked me over, over the weekend, you know, should they buy one? And I said, well, look, remember that Apple has got a return policy. So if you buy this speaker and you really don't like it, and I'll be very surprised if you don't, um, then you've got two weeks, unless you're in Australia, 14 days to return the product with no questions asked. So you can try it out and see it. But going to listen to it in an Apple store is not going to do anything because no. right. it's so open, you're not going to appreciate it. But where, where you do appreciate it is before your own you know, your services in your home. I mean, I've got slate floors and I've got, you know, stone bench tops in my kitchen and everything else. So that's all different to an Apple store. So, but yeah, I mean, I think the first time when I played it, because um, it was really sad, I I got it on the Friday and then because I was so busy, I didn't get to play until about seven hours after I actually got oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was very, so I just thought, no, no, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to turn it on until I start doing my podcast recording and when i turned it on i i just could not believe the um the sound quality so after i finished the um recording the podcast i did i did i edited it the next day mm-hmm. because i just sit there and enjoy the music yeah something similar actually happened to me i was like i was a hundred miles away 
when it got delivered to our house. And then I had to sit through all the traffic and all the, got home about 6.30 and then didn't start my unboxing podcast until about 7.30. I'm like, I just want to break into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's it crazy. Yeah. Although I'm, I must say, thing, one thing, Robert, I don't quite understand them. I guess there must be some rationale with it. The cord, which I know is fabric, which is fantastic because it won't get frayed or anything so much as the plastic cords yeah. do. I'm just concerned that it's a fixed cord because I'm thinking if you had small puppies or things like that that may be prone to chew things. And I know you can hide the cord away, but I just get worried when you've got a device that's got a fixed cord because if that fixed cord gets broken... That's the end of the device. Yeah, yeah. I was a little surprised by that too. The the what David means by a fixed cord is the cord is permanently attached to the back of the HomePod, and it's kind of surprising that you can't unplug it from the HomePod and replace it with a new one or something. I'm just wondering. I mean, I'm wondering if it's the fact that they don't want people. I don't know, juggling the cord if it gets loose or something and it short circuits. Because the electronics in that thing must be amazing. Yeah, I've got like bookcases that are about three meters tall, so the two meter cord doesn't even reach to the bottom of the actual bookshelf. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, is it? And I'm assuming they've tested this before, but you know, then I've got to plug an extension cord to the bottom of that cable and then plug it into the PowerPoint. And I just think that's putting—it's not much, but it's putting slight stress where the cord yeah. goes into the, the HomePod True. itself. You know, I'm sure they've done stress tests on that cord, but you think, oh. I wonder if this is within design tolerances. <laughs> yeah. Like it. Have you tried it up that high to see what it sounds like? Yep. Still still beautiful sound. Sounds good. Oh, excellent. And the, the nice thing about the other thing about having it all up high too, and I haven't I've tried this with the Google Home and I've had to have it so goddamn loud that it's been horrible in the house. I can have this thing at about sixty percent volume. And it just fills up the front of my house where my dining room and kitchen are mm-hmm. right to the back of the house with not being blasting the ears of everybody just to enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. That is so, nice. But that's lovely. So, um, and, and the, the, the automation, like because it does everything automatic, people think, oh, God, you know, I can't adjust my treble and I can't adjust my bass. This thing does such a good job at managing all that stuff anyway. I don't know why you would even want to bother trying because the balance of the, the highs, the medium and the lows, the vocals being pushed out to the middle of the room and the ambient, you know, instrumental stuff going off to each side, it's just so well balanced. I mean, it is. it's no wonder that's taken them five years to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally wouldn't even want to try to adjust it. And I know some people have said they would. They wish Apple would provide that capability, but I'm really happy with how it sounds and it's lived up to what I had hoped it would be. I mean, I was getting so excited to get it. I just couldn't wait, you know, and that's how I am sometimes. I just thought, wow, finally Apple's come out with an audio product that (laughs) doesn't have a screen that I can't see. So I'm going to really enjoy this and it has lived up to my expectations, but I think I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. I didn't expect it to be uh, an Amazon Echo or a a Google device that can have all these skills and do these things. So certainly you don't want HomePod unless you really are interested in high-quality music. And I personally don't think HomePod would be that great without a subscription to Apple Music. I agree. Otherwise, you have to airplay everything. Yeah, or I think it's, I don't know, I'm not sure about this, but it might be just from your own library, I'm assuming, like your own iTunes library. But, yeah, I mean, the other thing I've noticed about the HomePod, which the Google Home does not do and I had to adjust it, is um, with Google Home, when I listen to podcasts, if the person's got a fairly deep voice, the bass is horrible listening to spoken word, whereas I've noticed with the HomePod, if I'm listening to, you know, MacBreak Weekly or the MacCast, it balances it quite nicely. It's not sort of a deep bassy voice going on. Mm-hmm. It manages that quite nicely because with the home with the Google Home, I often have to actually turn, you know, try and turn off the bass or mute the bass so I don't get that deep, you know, volume going on on the mm-hmm. bass. But with the HomePod, it manages podcasts quite nicely. 
And I like that you don't even necessarily have to be subscribed to a podcast. For example, on my Overcast, I'm subscribed to a podcast called The Archers, which is a BBC um, Radio 4 drama. And I, um, I didn't have to subscribe to it in iTunes, in the Apple podcast to, to play it. I just said today, play the latest episode of The Archers, and it played it, and we were able to enjoy oh, it. Because I thought you had to be subscribed for the nope. podcast to have to get it. No, nope. you don't. Um, no, very even got it to play the Tech Doctor blog and podcast, which is what you have to say. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it played our um, most recent podcast before this one. So, And I think you can even speed it up. I think you can tell it, play it faster to speed up the audio. Oh, really? I don't think you can do it on music, but I think on podcasts you can. Yeah, you can speed up podcasts in the Apple Podcast app on iOS. So maybe you can on the home pod. I didn't know yeah. that. Although it's not as good as overcast. If I was going to listen to a bunch of podcasts, I would airplay from overcast. That's What's really cool thing. though, for, for those of us that, that have got Apple watches, being able to airplay from your iPhone to the home pod and then control the music from your Apple watch is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It is another way to control it. Mm. Are, are there any controls through the watch, through the home app? For the for the HomePod, no, no, no. I mean, you've got you know you can when you go in. I should say to people, if you're not used to setting up AirPods, when you initially go and do this setup, it brings up the pop up to the the speaker setup. <clears throat> then you need to go into the Home app, uh, go into the room where you've got the HomePod set up, and then you can go to details and start setting up the HomePod itself. So you've got two controls where you've got alarm and details. And in details, that's where you've got accessibility for voiceover, which is speed and your double tap sequence to pull to how long you do between your one and your second tap. Um, and then you've got other controls about, you know, do you want location services on? Um, and do you want, you know, do you want the tap service to react? Do you want the HEY Siri to react? So it's got all those general controls, but there's no controls to control the HomePod as far as, you know, playback or speeding things up or slowing things down. So one thing I, I did report to Apple, because Apple here in Australia, they always like my opinion on when I get a new product. And I, I think I wrote about three pages of feedback to them this morning as we're doing this recording. And uh, one of the things I was a bit concerned about was that if you're not a voiceover user, being presented with the HomePod with just this play button or when you double tap it, it starts playing you're not really certain on whether you're supposed to be using gestures or dragging your finger around. And I just think in the accessibility and the voiceover panel inside the home app, as with all other iOS devices, they have a bit of a, a hint items there that says, you know, three fingers scroll up and down, one finger double tap and so on. It mm-hmm. would have been just nice to have just one sentence that said, drag finger around screen to find your controls and then one finger double tap once you've heard the control. I agree because I tried flicking and I, you know, I, I have used enough different devices like the touch bar MacBook that I knew, okay, well this, this um, flicking, it isn't working. So I'll try dragging and that was fine. But for somebody who isn't a little more of a power user, it might be a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Actually, have you guys tried to mute the HomePod as far as Siri is concerned? Because I haven't tried that yet. I've been a bit nervous to try it. I've been a little bit nervous too, because then how would you turn her back on? I mean, I guess via the touchscreen you would unmute her, but I mm. haven't now. <laughs> you mean you mean telling Siri to stop listening? Yes. Yep. Yeah, apparently that's how you do it, is you can give that command, but then you have to touch the display on the top yeah, before should, she'll we? come back. That's what I've been told. I haven't actually tried it. Shall we do a test? Yeah. Sure, it's your home pod. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me just stop it. Okay, I'm going to do stop listening. I can turn off Hey Siri, but if I do, you'll need to press the top of the device to get my attention. Is this what you want? Yes. Okay, I've turned off Hey Siri. (sighs) Okay, Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Good, she's not listening. Okay, so touch top of the device. And if I double tap. Hello, Siri. Hey. Now, see if we've got HEY Siri back on again. Hey, Siri. Uh, no. Okay, so Hi. touch top device, double tap and hold. Hi. 
Start listening. Okay, I've turned on Hey Siri. There we go. Hey Siri. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so then you can say stop listening and start listening and it works. So you had to, to double tap and hold and say start listening. Yeah. Correct. To get yeah. it back on. Oh, I felt very brave doing that. That took great courage, <laughs> my man. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be getting filthy tweets and emails like, my God, why did you let me do that for? <laughs> exactly. And we didn't need that. So I'm so glad it worked. That's it. Thank you. No, it was just the spiritual effort from you guys just being in there praying that it was going to work. Oh, yeah. Good. We're glad we um, could be of help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is nice that you can turn it off. I was, we had a meeting here this afternoon and we were doing some chanting. It was a Buddhist meeting and I was a little worried that somehow, um, the chanting would send, set off the, the home pod, but it didn't, it it seems to be very specific to that command. Mm. Unlike my Sonos that, that, uh, a lady goes off after every little thing that she thinks might sound like her name. Oh, I know. My, my oh. Google friend does the same thing. We were, my, my parents-in-law come across and have dinner every week with us mm-hmm. and they were just talking about, I can't remember about cars or something like weird like that. And all of a sudden Google home activates and says, I can't find that search on, on the, on the internet. It's like, I didn't say anything about H-E-Y, Google, or OK, whatever else. But yeah. The thing is, it was going to go buy you a car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That would have been nice. And I noticed the Echo, sometimes it will just activate for no apparent reason either, whereas I've never had the HomePod activate accidentally. Yeah. My friend's uh, Echo started randomly singing happy birthday at two o'clock in the morning and it, if you've ever heard it sing happy birthday it's very creepy it's a like a serial mm. killer happy birthday so exactly. it was a little, a little bit exactly. disturbing <laughs> yeah especially if it's not your birthday yeah no, no, it's, it's about to be your non-birthday yes. <laughs> <laughs> do not answer the door when somebody knocks next uh, <laughs> And uh, Robin, have you heard that information about, and I think it does make sense that the HomePod won't work with door locks for security? Apparently it can lock, but it can't but unlock. Like yeah, which is good. I like it makes that. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want somebody yelling through your kitchen window going, hey, <laughs> open the door. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how it, that all evolves. You were talking earlier in the beginning about you've apparently got David, a lot of your house automated with home kit stuff. And what, if in case people didn't catch it, you were saying that you could use home pot or your boys liked using it to do a lot of the turning on and off of lights and maybe other things in your home. You mentioned a weather station and all that. So there is quite a bit you can do with home kit that's outside of just listening to music. Sounds like. Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, because my wife gets up in the middle of the night and, you know, she can just yell out yell, yell out of the bedroom and just say, turn main lights on in the house and the, the main lights come on. When she gets back to bed, you can just say, turn lights off. And, you know, I can I can annoy my boys in the morning and turn their both their bedroom lights on with just a sink. <laughs> get bright light to get them out of bed. So, <laughs> so look, that, that works really nicely. I mean, some of the things that I know that doesn't work, which actually makes sense, I mean, why would you want driving directions from a HomePod? Most yeah, I don't. HomePod in the car with you. Right. Um, so, you know, that's sort of, because I, I tried it the other day and I said, you know, give me directions to work. And it said, you know, I can't do that in the HomePod. And I guess that makes sense because, like I said, it's not going to transfer over to your, to your iPhone at all. Um, but it's really funny with these devices because I just wish there was, I don't know, I don't know if it's the right words, consistency, but sometimes you've got to remember that, you know, are you talking to Siri on your iPhone, your iPad, your Apple Watch, your Apple TV, or your HomePod? Because they do slightly different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. Or, or, or the other other issue is you forget which device you're talking to. So sometimes I, I talk to HomePod as if I'm talking to the Home versus the echo versus the home pod. <laughs> right yeah. yeah i think it really speaks to how new 
this voice technology really is. I mean, it's still pretty rudimentary in a lot of ways, although I would argue that in some respects, Siri a lot of times you you don't have to be as i think maybe someone said earlier quite as specific in giving the command exactly the same way each time and that's what apple's going for i, I think they're going for a more artificial intelligent based voice assistant rather than a skill based one and we'll see how far that gets i think we'll see more at wwdc in june i think this whole thing is going to mm. going to burst open because i think that you know yes um they did market this to be to be a, a a really good sounding music speaker, but I think that Apple, being Apple, they're going to want to compete seriously in the smart speaker space as well. So it mm. behooves them to to jump on the train eventually. That's right. I mean, one thing I I mean I've, I've got a little wish list here too because I'd love to see Siri eventually, and this is across all the platforms to do multiple timers because when I'm cooking, I like having different timers on. And she yeah. still won't do that. And the other thing that I'd love to see is. I want to be able to listen to my audio books from iTunes and my iBooks. So I want text-to-speech from Siri because, remember, we've already got Siri and voiceover in there. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool if you could just say, you know, H-E-Y Siri, play my iBook, whatever, or play my, you know, my audio book from my iTunes library. That would be really nice as well. So That would be. The way that you can do with a with a, an, an, an Amazon product now and Kindle, right, you want to do the same thing with iBooks. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. So that, that's that's definitely on my wish my wish list. And you know, when the um, the multi speaker function in the stereo thing comes in later this year, um, I'll have to think about maybe getting a second speaker. But then again, I can always borrow one from from other folks anyway. So I'll see how I go. But <laughs> at the moment, I just can't see the need for having you know more than one HomePod at the moment. Oh, David, you can't have too many. You know, uh, someone came up with a, I don't know if it would work for you or not, but with a sort of a creative solution to your first issue about not being able to set multiple timers. And they said, why not use reminders? Because you can say, remind me to check the pizza in 15 minutes. And then you can say, remind me to stop the water boiling in five minutes. And they'll both work. Good idea. Yeah, very interesting. That's very that's very help deskish of you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) We like people that think outside of the box. Yeah, yeah. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't work. No, well, I I heard it on iMore the other day. I think he was doing he set one time, then he just said, "Remind me to do other stuff." Um, So that would work really nicely. The only thing that I've turned off on my HomePod, I must say, is that because my family is sharing the HomePod. I don't want my Apple Music um, profile to get mixed up by what other people like. Uh, oh, my, yeah. Because my third-year-old son likes heavy metal. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> and I don't. Um, my wife can't stand, you know, natural meditation-type music because she says mm-hmm. it's boring and puts her to sleep. Mm-hmm. So she likes sort of rock and roll and pop and all that sort of stuff. Um, here in Australia, we've got a main, uh, it's like the ABC in Australia, it's called Triple J and it plays all the latest, you know, trendy music. My wife yeah. loves that. Mm-hmm. So th- as soon as I finished my podcast, I, I went back in and changed and it said, you know, do you want this HomePod influence your Apple Music on other devices? And I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my Apple Music profile right alone, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I, I should probably turn that off too, although I don't worry that much about my Apple Music profile. Yeah, luckily Jeremy and I have similar taste in music so i can keep it on even if he wants to even if he wants to play something on it he's not going to mess you up too badly huh mess it up too bad no, mm, no. okay That's Actually, one, good. Thing I tried, one thing i haven't tried remember they were saying something about um what was it it's almost like geofencing about if you're out of the house your notifications or your messages or whatever that was wasn't going to come up because you weren't home but if you were home it would come up on the home pod I've not had messages come up on the. No, I, I haven't had, either. I've had to ask it. You know, I'll ask it. Can you read my latest message? But it doesn't show that I have a. Maybe there's a visual indication. I don't know, but I've not. I've not That's been right. able to to have it like make a ding or anything. And I don't think I would want it to just start reading out messages no, without me no, asking for I it either. No, I've noticed one thing: it doesn't do it. You can't check your calendar. Right, and no and one guess- seems to know quite why. Mm. 
It doesn't work with calendars. Unless it's a privacy issue, maybe it's a privacy issue that they, don't, they think you don't want your private. But if you're, a, if I mean, for example, because my boys go to school and they go to karate and swimming and everything else after school, and my wife's got her own diary, and my, I've got my own diary, we've got family sharing, so we can all see what each other's doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'd be quite nice that, you know, my boys can come around and say, you know, what's on the calendar for this afternoon? Yeah. You know, hear that, you know, swimming's at 4 o'clock and karate's at 6 p.m. and they know exactly what's happening. Yeah. yeah, the other thing that needs to happen, in my opinion, is somehow they need to get HomePod to have the capability to recognize different people's voices and switch to their iCloud accounts so that yeah, everyone calls, yeah. can check their messages. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. I think that's coming. Actually, it's really funny. One of the things that my son started already started to use is um, how do you spell such and such a word? Because that works beautifully on the HomePod. It does. Because he can just yell out when he's doing his homework. Because he's just started high school this year, and he just yells out and says, "What's the name of this? Um, how do you spell this word?" And he absolutely loves that function. Yeah, it is amazing. We said it, but it is astounding how well HomePod listens to what you say to it. It's just eerie almost. No, she, yeah. she she gets it she gets it really nicely, and look, all the all the stuff she reads back to you is is really really nice. So, I I, I was a bit cheeky and I tried a web search the other day, and of course it came back and said I can't do a web search. Um, but look, you know, I think you're right, Alison. I think in June we're going to see a lot more things coming out just for just for the HomePod. So I'm looking forward to really what the next what is it twelve to eighteen months has for the HomePod, mm-hmm. and I can't see why any reason why Apple wouldn't produce a HomePod kit. <laughs> or a Siri HomePod kit, what do you want to call it? Yeah, just open up Siri kit and make it portable over to the HomePod. Yeah. Mm. Or I, what, what, actually it was really funny. I was saying to my wife the other day, I said, well, if my HomePod's in my house and it's part of my Apple ID and my iCloud account, why can't I say to HomePod, where did I put my iPhone in my house and make it beep on my iPhone? That'd be pretty cool. That would be nice. Oh, even, even nicer than the watch because at home I don't always wear the watch. So... Mm would be nicer to, right. nice to and like, you know if you're cooking or you're doing the dishes and your hands are wet and everything else I mean, the yeah. last thing you want to do is start putting crap all over your apple watch right yeah. you know just yell out to your your smart speaker and go where did i put my iphone this time <laughs> this time it's actually right next it's actually right next to you on the bench you poor yeah. one person yeah <laughs> well i think this has been a great discussion on the home pod sounds like all three of us are pretty excited about it absolutely no, look, look, look I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. I mean, I, I've always had a space for the HomePod in the house ever since I started doing Google Homes and Echoes because um, I've had a few people say to me, oh, you know, David's finally jumped the ship from Apple onto other devices. Well, no, he hasn't. And I've, <laughs> I've always had a spot in the, in the house for the HomePod. So, you know, it's always been coming. And, you know, now it's here that I'm, I'm really happy about it now. So I'm, I'm pleased that I definitely bought it. I just wish it wasn't you know, $500 here in Australia. And like mm-hmm. you said, Robert, it's really for people that if you really enjoy good sounding music, then you certainly won't be disappointed by the speaker. Yeah, it's it's for people like me. I, I didn't, I don't know that I won't someday, but I haven't so far invested in either the Amazon product or the Google product. And so I was really waiting for something that would give me the capability of manipulating Apple Music the way that those other products give you to manipulate theirs and other music services. So for me, I was just the perfect candidate for the HomePod. But I know you two have used those other services and you still bought one anyway. So I guess it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, I was on the fence, as you all know. I, I but I read as we got closer to uh, pre-order date. I read folks' reviews about the um, the audio soundscape, um, and I just I just couldn't resist. And I'm so so glad that I <laughs> you just couldn't resist, could you? Nope. <laughs> no. No. I, I... I, cause somebody, I mean, I, as soon as I knew there was a HomePod, I was going to buy one. There wasn't any two ways about it. But what I've been saying to people is, look, if you want a more of a smart speaker skill-based system, then go for a, a Google Home or, a, or an Echo. If you want a really good sounding music system with the smarts that Siri supports, then go for the HomePod. Mm-hmm. So, for example, 
you know, you've really got to look at these devices because my Google Home, I can actually say to it, what's my next bus to work in Gosford here in Australia? And it tells me that now the Echo doesn't do that for me. But whereas the Echo will play my Kindle books, doesn't do audio audible books in Australia, the Google Home one does its own audio books uh, from the Google Play Store. And then, you know, Siri at the moment does other things. So I think it's really important to look at each of these smart devices and work out what you really want. But again, like we've said a few times during the podcast, is that you really have to listen to this thing in situ probably to really be amazed about the um, the music quality because when I mean, you hear people go on, you know, oh, it's just brought tears to my eyes because it sounds so nice. You think, come on, mate, it can't be that good. <laughs> it is that good. It, is, it really yeah. is that good. <laughs> it really is. And also for people who care, apparently, at least according to my wife, it looks really nice. I put it on a bookcase on among other things we have kind of on display and she was like, oh, yeah, it looks great up there. It looks very sleek, very modern. And so, I mean, you're getting a nice-looking speaker. Yep. That's right. It, well, exactly. And, and that bell noise you heard, by the way, guys, was my brand-new guide dog coming to say hello to me because I haven't Aww. spoken for that 55 Aww. minutes. <laughs> so how, how, how new is brand new? How long have you had this dog? Uh, I've had her two and a half months. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Oh, how so cool. She had her first trip to Sydney the other week and she blew my socks off oh, on how well she worked. So Excellent. That's great. That's exciting. That's no, and she's, she's, she's the Woodbridge mascot now because um, it's really funny. My other guy dogs didn't do this, but um, this one, she likes going to sit on my wife's feet when she's watching the TV at nighttime. Ah. And then as soon as everybody goes to bed, she just wanders back to her bed, lays down, and that's it for the day. So oh. lovely. Yeah, so she's a, she's a real pet dog. The other guys weren't. But um, this one, she actually, because she's so tiny, she's only 24 kilos. Oh. She's small enough to be sort of a pet dog that sort of wanders around and doesn't get in the way too much. Well, David, thank you so much for taking the time out of the middle of your day to join us here on the Tech Doctor podcast. Yeah, we, thanks, David. It's always good to have welcome. you. Welcome. Always, always happy to talk about particularly new Apple gadgets. Yeah, it seems like we've sort of made it a tradition. When something exciting new comes out, we get on a podcast about it. So it's great to have you, and we'll be doing it again soon, I'm sure. Yep. We will, and I have a confession to make. I've got an iPhone ten now. Woohoo! Oh, I thought you go. <laughs> Good man. I think you'll really enjoy it. We've both enjoyed ours a lot. Yeah. All right, Allison, I guess we'll wrap this one up and get it published before too long. So it's been fun. And this is Robert, one of the tech doctors. And I'm going to say so long for now. And this is Allison, the other tech doctor saying bye, everyone. <laughs>